the all-new Sprinter from Mercedes-Benz invites you to get this with Tony Martin and author Simone Howell. That's right, Ed. A proper actual book writing author oh, today. Amazing. Look at all the like words and stuff that she wrote. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Uh, Tone, let's find out who Mick Malloy is playing in Passiona High today. Oh, don't get to Passiona High yet. <laughs> Our guest is looking confused. Have you ever heard the show, Simone? I, I like the sound of Passiona High. I haven't heard it. Oh, I think gonna... I could be on it. You could be, because we've got your book here, and it's full of uh, stories from school. Yeah. School plays, etc. School plays gone wrong. That's what we specialise in that. here. We are into school that. School plays never go right. And a lot of talk about video shops. Yes. Yes. We'll be doing that. You're going to be telling your... Kind of sexy video shots. I may go. do. I Straight may do. out of your book, Simone. Mm-hmm. Stock room action. Oh, well, let's just say yes. <laughs> Everything that's in your book has happened to someone on this program. Mm-hmm. It's all coming up mm-hmm. in the next hour on Get This. This is a complete dog's breakfast. An absolute dog's breakfast. And, uh, you know, tossing a few more cans of Powell into the dog's breakfast will not, in fact, make a decent breakfast. That would be the Greg Kin Band with the breakup song. Welcome to Get This. Ed Cavalier is getting a bit ahead of himself. I'm Tony Martin and yeah. that's him over there. Yeah, hi, 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 hi. And, hi. of course, Richard Marsden pushing a button or two. You can go in that if you want, but there's many better handles for him. We'll be getting to his page on Wikipedia, which has been severely vandalised <laughs> later. But let's try and class things up as we have a fake phony round of applause for author Simone Howell. Here she is. Thanks for coming in, Simone. Thank you, thank you. Got your book here. Yeah. It's called Notes from the Teenage Underground. It's a yep. top read, but it's it's uh, described as YA. Is that what does that mean? YA is young adult. Mm. So basically, about young people and for young people. Yeah, it's but very nosing around. See, I went to uh, an interview with you on the internet, and it said that you'd recently read the same book that I've just finished reading. That one called King Dork. Yeah, that's a great read. That <laughs> is a Really funny book. What's it go? It's uh, about a bloke at school who's considered right. a dork. Like yourself, TM. Gee, I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like looking into a mirror for 300 pages, oh, really? I have to say. Really? Was, they, was he dorkier than you? He was King Dork. Nah, but you, I reckon you would, like, in the dork sort of high, uh, like monarchy... I'd go I, higher. I, I see as you some, as some kind of omnipresent overlord. You know what I'm saying? I was just more of an ambassador for dorkdom <laughs> at school. But let's not talk about that book. Sorry. The reason I say it is because I got halfway through that book because I'd read so many great reviews yeah, of it. Yeah. And then I read the reviews on the back and it went, oh, it's young adult. And, yeah. I, and I hadn't even realised that it was for younger readers. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I think it's just a marketing thing, really. Um, I mean, I'm hoping that adults read my book as well, and I think they should. What's I think the, everyone should read it. Well, what's the difference between a uh, a young adult book and an adult book? I think it's just about um, presence. So I think it's like a young people. It's a young person's story told by a young person, whereas an adult book could be a young person's story told by an old person who used to be young. Oh right, if that makes sense. You're still allowed swearing though. That's oh, yeah. good to see. Oh yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> you have to kind of. You have to be careful with it because otherwise it doesn't get into the school libraries and then no one reads it. Ah, oh, is, is that right? right? Yeah. Where do they draw the line? Um, well, I think it's individual cases, but I think is that right? you know, there's several words weird. that don't don't make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say Just more. explain quickly what the plot of this book is. Uh, okay, it's about three teenage girls, they're 17, and they've decided to go underground for the summer and be edgy and 
avant-garde. Yes. And so they're going to make an underground film and it wrecks their friendship, basically. That's oh, great. It's full of filmmaking it. There's, there's filmmaking the whole way through it. And did you do this? Did you, well, is it partly, no, because you know? I went to school so long ago that the idea of making a film was sort of uh, not quite possible. I don't think we ever had the equipment. I did oh, these sure? stories. When well, were you at school? Because I was at school in the 80s. In the, late 80s. In the 70s, we had video equipment, but it was oh. like the cassettes were yeah, like yeah. the size of yeah, the yellow yeah. pages. Yeah. No, I think we could rent them. Like, you know, and I know like when I was growing up, we could only rent video recorders for special occasions to watch videos. No one actually uh, owned one. Oh. Right. This is making me sound really old. I'm not that old. Uh, okay. Well. Uh, it's uh, the rudest thing you've ever seen. Sorry, it's mean. It's too early for that. Ed, you've got to understand, Ed is Sorry. 14 years old. Uh, yeah, that's true. Is your book Choose Your Own Adventure at any point? Um, <laughs> hmm. No, not really. No, I mean, you could no. you could choose to kind of go a few pages forward there if you want to. That'll do nicely. Yeah. Thank you very what much. your book has, though, uh, is so many scenes set in a video shop. Yeah. And it's got that kind of authenticity of, you know, did you actually work in a video shop at any point? No, no, I always wanted to work in a video uh, shop. Uh, I worked in a record store, which is kind of close. Oh, that's cool. I, yeah. I, th I often think the record shop people are cooler than the video shop people. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they probably are. Ed? Really? Yeah. How long did you work in the video shop? <laughs> Eight and a half years, homie. Eight and a half yeah, years. Yeah, I started before I was allowed to. Like, I was 14 and I wasn't allowed. And I started as the video games expert. This is when Sega Mega Drive was taking the world by storm. Oh, yes. And the adults couldn't get their heads around it. You know, yeah, why, really? did, why did the kids want cartridges with, you know, Altered Beast written on the front to take home and play? <laughs> And I was, and I, and I, and you I bridged that. I did, and then I, I branched out into the Super Nintendo. I was across that all the way through your uh, your next generation consoles. Did you mm. rent stuff under the counter? What do you did mean? Did you ever do that? You what know, you like naughty things that you weren't supposed to lend out to well, people. Well, like pornos. Well, possibly, but also you know, just things that were age inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all wait, the time. Wait a second. Hold on. Do I say yes, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> the phrase you know, age inappropriate frightens me, so no, maybe yeah. the answer would be no. Age inappropriate, no. Okay. If I felt they needed it for their personal development, yeah, you need this. then yes. Okay. Then, well, that's good. Then, Again, individual then, cases. Then that's a yes. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. something that is in your book. How's this? Because Ed hasn't read the book. I've read the book and I've said, you know, this video shop stuff, wow, did you, you know, there's sort of like romance in the back room and Ed's gone, oh yeah, I did that. No, Tone. Look, I look okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a uh, a warm day, and, and if you work in a video shop on a hot day, you're the only one in there because everyone's at the beach. Everyone with a life is at the beach. Right. They're not watching uh, Ken Burns's Civil War documentary for the fourth time that week. So this is job. romance just involving no one else in no, the back room. No, no. <laughs> what are you saying? What no, are you saying look, then? I, someone, a customer came in, you know, and we were talking over the chiquito. Random and, and what did he want? He didn't want nothing. She <laughs> wanted some of me. Uh, and then I, so, Overnight loan only? You know, some, some stuff happened in the sh you know amongst the Freddos out the back. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. did you put the back in five sign on the door? Yeah. No. Just, mm. just back in ten. No. You just lock. You just lock the door. You just lock. You just lock the door, and then people assume that, yeah. some, that you're doing some important, important. you know, Freddo-related business. All right. And at the video shop, yeah. Did the Can I say it was totally awesome. Thank you. <laughs> did you rewind? Uh, Listen, Toto. How no, many stars? <laughs> Look, Cisco and Urban, yeah, they, they thought it was good, but it lacked a good ending. You know what I'm saying? Urban. Who's Urban? Ebert. Ebert, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, Tom, what are you talking about? Video shops. Did it drive you nuts, the uh, movies that were sort of irregular shapes? Like, you know, Fright Night 2, yeah. it's a big coffin. 
Never fit it on the shelf properly. And Brain Dead, I think it was Brain Dead, had the puffy cover. The oh, puffy, the puffy cover. The puffy plastic <laughs> cover. Oh. I couldn't stand that because you, you couldn't put it sideways. You always had to put it front on, and that made it look like you were endorsing Brain Dead. Was it Critters 2 that had the eyes stuck yeah, on? It was Critters 2 that had the eyes stuck on. Were they crazy eyes? Yeah, crazy eyes. They got oh. ripped off. First day. Ripped yeah. off. First thing that would happen. First time that, you know, got in. Yeah. Kids are like, thanks very much. I'll mm. take those. Yeah, there was, a, but then they stopped that, and then they went for uh, like the wacky colouring, like yeah. the, all of the. I think it was something about Mary. They were all pink yeah. covers, and for some reason, people wanted those, so they'd return them, and they'd nick the pink video box, right, with their crappy old one in, in, instead. Yeah. Mm. Too much information about video shops. <laughs> do you think, Simone? Possibly. I mean, you've gone into a kind of detail that. I should know this with my research. We should talk. There's an interview with you on uh, your publisher's website, and it's got you listing a lot of your favourite films. And I tell you what, you've got back into the 80s catalogue. Do you remember Foxes and Times Square? Remember those? What was Foxes? Was that Jodie Foster? Jodie Foster out in LA being a hot chick looking for love with her three foxy friends. I think it was might have been just on the edge. might have been 79. Really? Yeah. Was one of her early ones. Was that one that you did? You ever steal a movie from a video shop? Yes, you oh, did. Come on, did. I can't admit to things like of course that. Course you did. But I will say that I do have many video cards that, um, yeah, can't go back there. Can't go back. Nah, can't they, go back to that place. They tried. Again. They tried to invent this system, like this all-encompassing the bounty tracker. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of this thing called Video Minder or something. No, it was called. Yeah, I think it was called Video Minder. <laughs> where if you signed up uh, somewhere else and you had late fees, it would come up on our screen and, and you wouldn't and you weren't allowed to rent. Mm. Yeah. But it didn't work. It didn't work because people, you, they'd be like, you owe, you know, $300 to, you know, Armitage Shanks' video store in Adelaide. Mm. And they just go, um, see ya. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and just go down the road where they didn't have it. There's mm. more to this book than this video shop talk. What is it? But I think we, we might be slightly confusing, Simone, with your reference to... Armitage Shanks. Oh, yeah, Armitage Shanks. That's confusing enough. Isn't yeah. that? No, okay. I'm yeah, it is. That's right, it is. Right. That's our panel operator's new nickname. Yeah. Okay, and now, okay. Just no, again, again. Somehow he has a nickname on a nickname. What is it now? Uh, it's Toto Neo Rest. <laughs> you know, if we're going to call him that, I think we should have the music every time we oh. say it. <laughs> That'll get rid of that nickname in a hurry. I was playing some, uh, you'll notice there's keyboard up all, you know, in there. And then there's an extra little bit of keyboard, like synth and then keyboard. Yeah. I was doing an amazing job in the lights. uh, Were you? In the back of a car the other day of playing along. Yeah. And got asked to stop. Got asked to stop? By the person, one of the people I was in the car with. That's rude. Because I was being weird. And I was in perfect time. And I think I was even hitting (laughs) the right keys. Simone, do you ever, when you're not writing books, do you ever get out and do a bit of ear keyboards? Uh, No. Really? I don't. Um, I maybe, maybe I should. I Someone think I, to maybe I should. Stop. Ask to stop. That is so rude. Being weird. How far up do you go? Stop. Sorry. How far up the keys do you go? I've got two. I've got. I play the. Oh, I've got okay. the keyboard here, and then I've got the synth. Oh, uh, not the oh, Rick okay. Wakeman. Yeah, I've got the Wakeman. good. Well, I only play keyboard acts when it's clear that it is a keyboard act. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, You've okay. got to be allowed to play ear keyboards. We get into it at our house with the Law and Order thing. What? Yeah, my wife and I, we, I, uh, I handle keyboards and sax. She does guitar. Yeah. And uh, hey, 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 do, you, do you have your keyboard and then your sax already hung around your... I have to flip Who back Who comes and, in with yeah, the sax? Right. You do. I have to come in with the sax. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> other people do this at home when so, the Law and Order theme comes on. And there's three different themes, so you've got on. to have subtle differences for each of them. So what does Annie, what does Annie play? She uh, handles the axe. Ah, good work. But before we go into the routine, yeah. um, 
you have, and this is free fun that anyone can get yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to decide whether you're on intimate or stadium setting because that affects oh, your performance. Well, 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 <laughs> yeah. what's, uh, what's stadium setting? What's that? Real mean? hammy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and intimate, sort of swarthy and sort of uh, looking disinterested and moody. Ah, do you make faces while you do it? Is there some sort of? I'm sure we do. We've hang never on. filmed it, hang but on. obviously YouTube awaits. Hang on, Tyrone. But there's three themes. <laughs> Yeah, there's three themes. There's one of them that's really crunchy and bad. Is it? I think that's the one with Vincent D'Onofrio. That's just wrong. Have you ever done them in a row? Do you ever, you know? Yeah, we've got all the themes on one VHS cassette now for rehearsing. <laughs> Take it real serious. You want to get and, that up on YouTube? Is that a new project? His name was Tony, Overlord of the Dogs. There you go. That's what we do. That's Fun. We have branches everywhere. That is fun. <laughs> and that's what we do. Oh. Welcome to Dork Country, uh, Simone yeah, Howell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great to be here. Let's get started. <laughs> ah, that'd be the Chili Peppers here again. This around the nation on Triple M, or if you're in Newcastle, KOFM, and brought to you by the all-new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Why are we still using this theme? I think we've established the van can talk. Obviously, if it could talk, uh-huh. it would be available for talking books. <laughs> it could do the talking book of notes from the teenage underground. This uh, fine new YA novel from our friend Simone Howell, who's with us. Uh, I'll just move your microphone to a more acceptable okay, position. Okay, sorry, sorry. sorry. Have you done a lot of uh, radio shows to promote this? I've done a few. I've done some nice public radio. Oh yeah. Yeah. Done a yeah. That's it. <laughs> no heaps. What about the posh book programs? No, no posh book programs yet. Yeah. Are, they they're scared of me. Are, they, are they posh book programs? Yeah, you could go on that ABC uh, really? Michael Veach business on the Sunday uh, afternoon, couldn't you? Yes, yes, yes. I say they'd have to read it first. And I oh, think they get, right. you know, they there look at it and it's, it's too much for them. They go, oh my God, this is, I can't go there. I'm so happy that I've actually read the book. Normally I just fake my way through. Yeah, you're doing well. Normally it's me. Normally I, I read slash go to the thing. Yeah. And this this time I, I, I haven't read it and Tone has. See, you But I'm going dark. to. Well, I'm going to. Yeah, you have to. But I, I've lived it though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is about you. You can write the sequel. All right. You're on. <laughs> the male perspective. I'll get the listeners to do it for me. Yeah, uh, why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. Is there film interest? Are you getting that kind of thing with a book like this? Yeah, there's been a few um, nibbles from production companies. Is that right? Oh, there. these sharks, watch out. Yeah, I know. Oh, there's oh. some dodgy ones out there. I'm leaving it up. You've worked with them, Ed. Enough of that, Tone. See? <laughs> See? Didn't you have a, a sh- an award-winning short film made from something you, you wrote? Yeah, I did. I did. I won the 2004 Augie Award, which is the Australian Writers Guild Award. Yeah, but isn't it only for people who are in the Writers Guild? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You have to join. And that then, is and so dodgy. Kind of don't what join you, again. Well, well, what do you so mean? you have to be... So what it's meant mean? to be for all the best writing, right? Yeah. But you have to be in the Guild. And, you know, hardly oh, anybody okay. else. support the guild. Hang on. They had, I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just saying that, you know, isn't really the best writing in the country. Yeah, the Give you an example. People in the club. Yeah, it's the best writing of the people who are in the club. I have, like this, they uh, had, uh, I have the Ed Cavalier Awards every year. Yeah, that's true. And I clean yeah. up. It's, I clean up. It's such a hard thing to get into. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. The Armitage was in there for a while, but <laughs> artistic differences. He but, was trying to white uh, out. I'll give you an goes. example. Comedy Inc. won the best uh, comedy writing Ooh. on the Augie Awards. Ooh. But only the writers who Ooh. were in the guild got the award. Not the other one. So you had like people who'd written like one line and they got the award and then you had guys who had written great sketches and they got nothing because right. they weren't so what you're saying, in the club. It, it, uh, it's not It's not very, you know, it's dodgy is what you're saying. I'm saying it's dodgy, not on my watch. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> Give us a call. <laughs> I've had enough. Political that. correctness gone mad. That's what it is. Uh, Simone, yeah. did you not have your own, uh, what do you call not a label, but a No, pub- I, had a, I had a small press publishing company. Wow, what's that like? Ooh. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. What did you publish? Yeah. I published Strange Short Fiction. 
Yeah? From young people. So <laughs> you just like put an ad in the paper, send in your weird gear, no, I'll put no, it out? No, no, no. It was kind of an exclusive thing as well. I mean, you know, it was, it was, how did I do it? I don't know. I did it through, through uni and stuff like that. Yeah, and why, why do you say had? I mean, did it all go horribly wrong? Yeah, what happened? Because it's a lot of work and there's, um, yeah. we, I did it for five years. We just right. put out a book a year. I'm not saying, this is not a big publishing company. It was, it was very sort of little and it was exclusive. Oh, exclusive. <laughs> okay. Was that like your one in your bedroom tone? Your, yeah. your publishing empire out of your bedroom was, I was pretty I, I, I had my stepbrothers and sisters working on comics, and I was <laughs> yeah. really ruthless. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, you I was were. like Perry White. Hey, when did you Where's the new Green Lantern? <laughs> We've got to get ours out before the proper one comes when out. Did you, uh, when did your obsession with spelling mistakes start? Oh, early Cause on. Because you, you can smell a spelling mistake from like 600 metres. I can. Are you the man with the red pen? I have. They made this time. film Made this film called Bad Eggs a few years ago. Don't mention it. It didn't go very well, yeah. but... It is unique in the history of Australian films in that it is the only movie with no spelling mistakes in the opening hey, or closing credits. When we went and saw <laughs> Boyd's out the other night, yeah. were you watching the credits for spelling mistakes? Oh, man, I've got notes for Mick Malort. <laughs> There's spelling mistakes everywhere. You know the best spelling mistake in a... Snatter Garrow? is good. Yeah. Annie Hall, oh, yeah, yeah. Woody Allen movie, yeah, yeah. won all the Oscars, yeah, yeah. Christopher Walken, yeah. quite well known. Yeah. In the credits, at the end of the movie, his yeah. name is spelled Christopher Walaken. <laughs> Wellington. Yeah. He's good too, though. Yeah, I love Wellington. I love that Wellington. Wally. Hey, you want some good writing? Get onto the internet and check uh, out that Wikipedia. It's the, it's the first <laughs> and last oh. authority on everything. Isn't uh, it? Oh, look, look, I don't know what we did without it. I don't know what we used to do yeah. before Wikipedia. And the great thing is anyone can contribute. Thankfully, anyone can contribute. You don't have to know what you're talking about. That's See, that's what I'm saying. Back in the old days, you used to have to try and get into an encyclopedia. Uh. Some egghead would check whether you've actually got any facts or whether it's just liableist kind of scurrilous talk. Facts! No more, my friend. No more. What's going on on Richard Marsden's page? What are you calling him now? Uh, uh, his name is Toto Neo Rest. Uh, I think that means... You've got to see it, Richard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Right. Sizzle. The island of Dr. Marslin. That's great. <laughs> this is my favourite, though. Traction Jackson. <laughs> I do have some Carl Weathers about this. Are you allowed to... Oh, um, man. Are you, what is, are you allowed to put your name like next to who put those in? Because that is gold, man. The Traction Jackson guy. The know? Sanchez master. Yeah, you got to watch that. Uh, yeah, the, the button bender. The button bender. The panel whisperer. That's good. Yeah, Sticky panel. Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> and then some... How's this? The Marslobator. Uh, I like Moose Fire. Fighter 2000? That's fantastic. Moose, Moose Fighter 2000. I might have to start calling <laughs> that, that Rich. One. That is great. Well. Mars Needs Guitars. Oh, Moo Moo Ricardo. What? M Moo Moo Ricardo. That's a pun, isn't it? Isn't that something to do it's with... It's from the caftan thing, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Ricardo. I like a Moo Moo. Are you, well, you've come to the right program. Yeah. Hey, are you on the Wikipedia, Simone? No, I don't think so. Oh, oh. you're a lucky person. Oh. Are you? <laughs> no. You're lucky you. <laughs> Who does it? Anyone? 
Yeah. For no reason. You can just get oh, on whoa, there whoa, and make whoa, a few whoa, changes. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah. No reason. That's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, anyone, for no reason. I'm going to have to disagree there. Uh, we've got some business to take care of. Yeah. We'll get back mm. to the fancy book talk in just a few moments. <laughs> the sure shanky redemption. That's my favourite. <laughs> a pun on a pun. We've, uh, right. it was a Brendan called in the other day. Yes. He was uh, sick of the ads on the radio about uh, erectile dysfunction. Ah, yes. And premature ejaculation. Yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. word. You know, come out and you, you're yeah. in a lift or something, and they never they they never just go out and say it. No. Like, just come on, ding! Can't you? Can you not get it up? Right. <laughs> if if you just said yes to that, take this. Why do we have to yeah. dance around these? You know, mm, she'll thank you for it. Nonsense. I think well, I've got the answer. Good. Uh, we've done our own ad, which Good. I think will solve all these issues once and for all. Hey, gents, are you sick of turning on the radio in mixed company just in time to cop an ad for... One of a guy's worst fears is erectile dysfunction. Or... Our nasal delivery technology will make premature ejaculation a thing of the past. Tired of tuning in for a bit of those idiots crapping on about caftans and instead being sold a can of nasal stiffy spray or something? to stop you getting off at Jollymont? Well, get your hand off it and calm down because the marketing geniuses at Get This have cranked the ideas shower up to 11 and come up with an ad that will eliminate awkward references to erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation forever. Thanks to Maddie D on the pots and pans, these embarrassing phrases have now been replaced by subtle oral counterparts. For example, Hey fellas, is your downstairs department suffering from... <coughs> then just inhale a snort of get this... Spray and your... Will be ready to... In an instant, check it out. Oh, no, not again. Hang on, where's that spray? No, nothing. Uh, oh, hang on. Bloody hell, that's impressive. Hey, guys, are you going before it's your stop? Then prolong the inevitable with new, get this. Now, when things start getting a bit... ...ahead of schedule, you can apply the... And keep things on the... New Get This! From the makers of Get This! Products to make you go... And not... going on there, but you wouldn't want that to happen, whatever oh, it was. There's two things in that tone. When, when it's, it's your voice, when you go, oh, where's the spray? Your little birds tweeting in the background, as if you and your lady friend are in an Avery for some reason. Sorry about and this. What's that, and what's that noise? That sounded quite painful. <laughs> what, do you, what, what makes that noise? Like It's one of my favourite sound effects. I think it's seesaw stroke ironing board, if you want to oh, look it up right? in the computer. But, what, but how, if someone's had to make that sound, somewhere, someone somewhere yeah. has had to make that That's sound. That's a job, making those sounds. No, I, 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 Such I, a good job. Oh, the best. I feel yeah. tired now. I feel like I should go and have a cigarette or something. <laughs> well, let's do that yeah. during the ads, but let's hope there's no references to... 
<laughs> during the ad break. Get this. They are the saddest victims of the policy of the North Korean government. For the next big thing from Mercedes-Benz, the all-new Sprinter. Yeah, it's get this. It's around the nation, and joining us today, author Simone Howell. She's got a new book out, Notes from the Teenage Underground. Is there a podcast of it, though? I don't think there is. Is there a talking? How many books do you have to sell before you get to do the talking book? I don't know. You have to talk to my agent about these things. This uh, is, you know. I didn't sell enough to do the talking book. Didn't you, Tony? Really? I really wanted to do the talking book. I just you, do it anyway. I thought you would have qualified, though, because that's kind of your go. You yeah. know? I'll just get Maddie D to do it here. Yeah. And I'll just never put it out. Yeah, good on just you. put it in a time capsule. That'll be awesome. Who do you want to read out your book? Um, hmm. Ideally? I don't know. Someone like... Pink. <laughs> Pink? Pink? Wow. Someone Amen. kind of feisty and angry would be good. Not the Although the character's dolls? not feisty and angry. What's the that? Pussycat dolls, perhaps? <laughs> I don't think they can read. Ooh. Kim Jong-il, perhaps? Kim Jong-il? Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, you will. You will. <laughs> we all will. Uh, uh, okay, podcast. We've got... Uh, oh, the podcast is Ooh. so good. Uh, hang on, let me just use some of that spray. Oh. I'm just going to have a... Oh, check out who's in the podcast. That was unnecessary. <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a two pod week for starters. Okay, okay. we got so yeah, much. The forty minute bacon filled standard issue. Best to get this podcast. It's got uh, oh, Arj Barker's in there. You've got our friend Craig Eagle, and uh, of course, not to forget Goosey Sampson, who's heard the podcast and declared it to be nice crackle from go to woe. You've got who else is anything for uh, you know Snatto fans. Yes! Hello, <laughs> fans! Snatto fans! Our time has come! Santo Chilaro buffs, that's who we're to. It was a spelling mistake. It ah. was Santo Chilaro referred to as Snatto Garo at oh, some dear. point in time. And, fans, uh, the long wait is over. You know, <laughs> stop yes. the hunger strike out the front. Let's all have a wheat bick. He's in, finally. Let's all have a wheat bick. Is yeah. that because you've got like. A Bay Marie in front of you. I've got muesli and wheat picks in front of me this morning. Do you, when you're writing a book, do you, what sort of uh, snacks do you have arrayed around you on the on the desk there, Simone? Not so much food, just coffee. Uh, I write at night, so you know I don't, uh, I don't eat at night. I'm not allowed the coffee anymore. I know that's torture. I know, Tone. People just wave it in my face. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Old bags, whole bags of coffee beans. We need some music, don't you reckon? Yep. Can't be bothered playing anything today. What are you talking about here? Nah, I'm over it. Uh, you know what? You haven't got your instruments. Normally there's instruments. <laughs> nope, no instruments today. Today I've uh, I brought a CD in. <laughs> so you're just going to play a CD? I'm going to play a CD. Uh, Rich, well, two, three, four. Once upon a time you used to cram to do the rub and gray in your fan. Didn't you? <laughs> it's not that, is it? <laughs> oh, it's them. See you on the other side. Yeah. That's you too, Angel of Harlem. Here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M or KOFM in Newcastle. Ed Cavalier's on board. Richard Marsden's on board. Author Simone Howell, author of Notes from the Teenage Underground. Fine new novel for, well, no, I don't want to say the younger reader because that suggests it's like, Where's Wally? No, it's definitely not Where's Wally. <laughs> I read it. That's true. There were yeah. words in there I didn't know. Well, I love learning a new word. What's the latest time you've learned a new word? You've read that book, uh, King Dork, we were talking about. Yes, that's true. That has a fantastic new word. Is that remaining? No. Remaining. I yeah. want a remaining. Rem- there, what does that mean? That's, but that's not like a real word. This is no. a real word from the dictionary. Calipigian. Do you know what that means? Okay. Something to do with legs. 
Or is it just calipers? It means having well-shaped buttocks. Oh. So I'm going to start using that in conversation. Yeah. Oh, check. Oh, that's calipagian ass. <laughs> Maybe. Calipagian. So yeah. feel free to drop that into your conversations today. Yeah, I'm into that. It's basically nice ass. Yeah, thanks. And it's in the dictionary, I swear uh, to you. Is teledildonics in there yet? Teledildonics is a real word. It's the study of uh, sex between robots. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah. Write them down. Ooh. Put them in the sequel. Oh, I don't think I have to write that down. I can remember that. Uh, we've just got to talk music because, of course, uh, this entire network is engaged in the essential mm. 2006 countdown. Mm. Um, some of the songs that are coming up. I've been getting it. I, I've been digging it. Yeah, what about that Nick Kershaw spray? Oh, oh yes. Now, I, yes, no, 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 I, uh, I was a bit late because it's already been on, right? Yeah. But I said the other day, without preparing it, uh, what, there are the two instruments in there that are unrecognisable. This is in Wouldn't It Be Good by Nick Kershaw. Yeah, I didn't know he had other songs. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Hang but, on, we brought in a consultant. Have you got, have oh, you got a round of applause? Hello. Our industry observer today, keyboardist yes. for the band uh, Jason Walker in The Last Drinks, it's Brian Crouch. Give hey, him a... Brian Crouch, it's our pony. Hello, Brian. Well, hello there. Nice. Can you identify instruments? Let's give it a shot. All right, all right. Let's see uh, the first one. Now, it's not the it's not the singing or the thing. There's there's like kind of like, like an electronic uh, flute, I guess. But yeah. let's have a listen. Here we go. Come on, Brian. What is that? What is that? Sound? What is that bad boy? That's the electro pan flute. Whoa, the electro pan flute. Wait, 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 wait. So what are we talking about here? A pan flute plugged into an amp, or? Well, actually, it's fully digital, but it's uh, oh, it interfaces what? just like a real pan flute. So uh, pan Roland Electronics only made a few of them in the early eighties. So oh. if I was to, but what would I do if I was to hold one? Like, is it do I hold it and play it like a flute? Yes. <laughs> but then, what's different like about a pan it? flute? But, but what does it look? Dif- how does it look different? Well, it has a number of leads and cables hey, running from it. Hey. Oh my goodness! And Kershaw's is the only one who's got one. <laughs> Indeed. Have we got another bit of that all song? Right, all right, okay. And this is a bit later on. There's another one here. Here we go. Ed is dancing along. All right. What is that? What that is was, that, that bad was yet boy? again, same, same era of music products. Yeah. Uh, not very many made. We're talking the Digi Kazoo here. Oh, the Digi Kazoo. <laughs> what? The Digi Kazoo? Absolutely. Oh, come on. So we're talking now. You mean someone in Kershaw's, ba- Kershaw's band, right? Got to play both electronic pan flute and then digi kazoo. Absolutely. Oh I mean, you can see now why they never sold that many. Oh <laughs> no, I can't. Well, see, I was thought you digi kazoo. You claim not to have heard of the the follow up oh. single. Simone, would you be old enough to remember the riddle by Nick Kershaw? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, see, oh, yeah. have a listen to this. Oh, I love this song. Go. And I've had a, a, an Where email. Ian Channel has sent me a really long email yeah. that basically says, Stop bagging Nick Kershaw. Who's bagging him? No one. He says, The story behind the riddle is a classic. The lyrics are basically a bunch of random words about nothing at all, which Kershaw threw together in 20 minutes as filler to demonstrate to an impatient record company executive how he thought his next single might go. Is that right? And then he just went, I'll oh, bung that out. That'll do. I and thought it was really Jeff, profound. Jeff, get the digi kazoo. Mm. We're off now. Yeah. It was a digi kazoo in the uh, in the reel, mm. uh, or any electronic stuck, pan. If anyone knows of any other so- any other songs, Brian, do you know any other times where the digi kazoo and the uh, electronic <laughs> pan flute got a run? 
Uh, come on, the Howard Jones catalogue. There must be something. <laughs> <out there. laughs> I'd like to get to know you well. I think it's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah. I think they were also using the same hairdressers. Oh, no, they were. Thank you. Thanks so much. That's been uh, <laughs> that's been bothering me because I want to play when that song's on in the car. I want to play, you know, air whatever it is. Yeah. And I, I haven't known whether to hit a synthesizer or or, or knock out a flute. Yeah, no, definitely a pan flute and a kazoo. I have no doubt I'll be plugging a pan flute into a into an amp next time that thing comes on. Ian uh, Chanel says that Kershaw's still bashing albums out. Is he? He'd rate Nick Kershaw as one of the most underrated artists around. He's still very much in the game. Come on, guys. Give him and his new album a plug. He's a decent bloke. Uh, <laughs> you don't the, know that. The new... No. The new, you know, they said that about the Bay City Rollers. They did. They they're did. all in jail. Oh. Um, you've got to laugh is the new Nick Kershaw oh, no. album. That's oh, what he's no. You've got to laugh. Oh, no. It comes out on the 26th of October. Uh, oh, look, I'll, I'm happy to say now that we're going to give something of that a run. Yeah, we'll, we'll give, give one of those a run. <laughs> we'll sizzle it up. We'll give it some sizzle. We'll help right. Nicky along. Great stuff. Thanks, uh, thank you, Brian Crouch, for observing yeah, today. Thanks, Brian. Pleasure. Are you going to tell that story about Tim Friedman? No, I didn't think you oh. were. <laughs> Give him a round, another round. <laughs> there was no story. I'm making it up. I just thought I'd put him on the spot. Because, you know, most keyboardists have some kind of story about Tim Look, Friedman. There was a story, just neither of you wanted to tell it. Okay. All. all right. Let's yeah, get up yeah. the mountain. I want to Oh, look, I don't think Brian's very happy with yeah, me. Yeah, it's okay. Just blame it on me. If you bump into him, just blame it on me. <laughs> Have I got you into trouble? Not yet. Uh, oh, dear. Oh, Tony, just tell us the start. We got, well, here's our Tim Friedman story. Okay. Years ago when we were doing Martin Malloy, <laughs> we just kept, remember that film Let's Get Skates? Lockie Hume wrote. Lachey Hume wrote that bad Lachey boy. Hume wrote yeah, yeah, and yeah. starred in that. Yeah. And we heard about it going into production, and we're yeah. going, they've got to get Tim Friedman. He looks exactly like he Christopher Skates. He looks Skace. like Christopher Skates. He looks exactly like it. And we've been talking about it on air. Friedman was coming in. We got a sternly worded memo yeah, from the record yeah, company going, no mention of Skates when oh, he comes come in. come on. If you look exactly like Christopher Skates, it's going to come up. Like when they make Where's Wally, the film. <laughs> yeah, they always talk to me. You're not, you, don't, you don't mind if they come up and ask you, do you? Every time there's a new Harry Potter book, I'm inundated with questions. See, and you don't mind. Yeah, Harry Potter. Now, Simone, I mean, uh, that Harry Potter franchise, I mean, that's... Ooh, wouldn't they love one of those, Simone? Do you find, because, you know, I did a book. And, you know, it wasn't a massive seller, but every time you get in a cab... How many did you sell, Tom? Um, 10,000. That's heaps. Pretty respectable. Is that good for books? Yeah. How many, how many, right. how many like, Da Vinci Codes have we knocked out in Australia? The Da Vinci Code has only sold 9,000, so I'm actually a hit. In a, you they sold... fluff the figures for the charts. Wait a second. Now, hang on. Are you being serious? <laughs> you can't be being serious. <laughs> it sold a billion copies no, in, in Australia. I'm Australia. How many would that have sold? I don't know. One per household... One per household. Two, it's like the Gideon's Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Got to have one in the yes, drawer. It's in that drawer. Oh, yeah. But do you, because I find that you get in a cab and as soon as people know you've got a book, they're going, oh, mate, are the Harry Potter bucks coming in yet? <laughs> well, funnily enough, it's going to be put out in America through Harry Potter's company, yeah. so Bloomsbury. Right, so your book's coming out in America? Yep. Yours, don't? In April. Um, it nearly came out in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. So close. There's a library. There's a public library that has it in New Zealand. Yeah, it's overseas. Sure, sure no one's taken it out yet, no, but why would they they've go? certainly fingered the cover. <laughs> the embossed raised font. Embossed. People love it. It is nice to be embossed. Uh, in your book, there's a lot of talk, Simone, about uh, school plays, or not necessarily school plays, but uh, certainly theatrical happenings or yep. events or attempts to be sort of underground uh, on school time. Yes. Is this something you got into at school? Uh, well... 
Kind of. It was more about what we, my friends and I, what we looked like than what we did, maybe. I went to a Catholic girls' school, so there was sort of a lot of room to... Oh, right. A lot of room to be dangerous. The Mikado, would that have been done? The Mikado was done, but not... Yeah, of course it was. We did a... What was it? Antigone. And I always got the male roles because I had a deep voice. (laughs) (laughs) What plays did you do at school, Ed? We didn't do plays at my school, Tone. Uh, We didn't really do sport, plays or English. Oh, uh, just all train surfing and glue surfing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was just sort of, it was kind of like committal hearings in the morning. Oh, uh, yeah. And then everyone went home. No, we did, uh, they did Beach Blanket Tempest at one point. <laughs> uh, that sounds I, fantastic. And I was a stagehand, so I, so I could just go in, and sit in the loft of the, uh, of the, of the hall, so I didn't have to go to, go to, go to class. And that was it. Then that was, no, oh, oh, they used to do this great thing at the end of the year where the year 12s, would put on a review, right? It was about yeah. 50 cents to get in. And it wasn't really a sketch based. It was just them dressed as teachers yep. doing really, really bad and really, really offensive impersonations <laughs> of teachers. So there'd be a teacher that everyone whose nickname was Miss Piggy. So they're just, they're just some people would come out like in pig costumes and eat from a trough and then walk off <laughs> to rapturous applause. Jeez. And then they, they cancelled it. They cancelled oh. that because some of the teachers took offence. No. <laughs> Unbelievable. No. Unbelievable. What about Shakespeare? Was there any Shakespeare? Oh, so Beach Blanket Tempest. Yeah, I guess. What did you do, Tone? <laughs> well, we had Hamlet. I wasn't in it, but it was one of the Why funny... Why weren't you in it? Um, I can't imagine. I don't think there's a big nerd quote <laughs> in Hamlet. <laughs> no, sure, he's trouble. Polonius. He's You'd be a great Polonius. <laughs> Polonius behind the curtain. Yeah. Isn't like Polonius behind the curtains. Yeah. And someone sticks a sword through the curtains. Yeah. And the, act- accident. the actual line that Shaky comes up with... Yeah. Is quote yeah. Yeah. Oh I am slain. Yeah. That's what you've got to say <laughs> if you're Polonius. Just in case. Oh I'm slain. <laughs> Behind a curtain. Oh look at this. This is gonna this will never come out. It's a roomy tunic. <laughs> you would have been great. So what did they do? Tone? They did Hamlet. They did Hamlet and uh, there was only two performances and on the second performance someone stole one of the swords. Now if you've, <laughs> if you've seen Hamlet you need two swords you for a do, sword at fight. The end especially. And so someone's gone, nah, 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 we can make this work. Uh-oh. And they got a broom, right? Yeah. And what would happen going. is the guy who's Hamlet is like on stage, yeah. and the bloke who was, oh, is it Laertes? Laertes yeah, He's yeah. in the wings yeah. with a broom. So half the sword fight is happening off stage. So it's like, chick, 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 and you can't what? see who he's fighting. And then they go into the wings and swap. And the other guy gets the sword, no. he comes out, and the other guy holds it. Hey. This went on for some time. No, no. That was, yeah. And I'm going, that'd look great in a movie. That's... Like, you wouldn't, how good would it be if you saw the big-ass Kenneth Branagh, four-hour Hamlet, and then, oh, we've only got one sword. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> so, broom silver. Things can go wrong uh, in your school plays. Is that what we want to hear about? School plays, school I, productions. We, look, Passiona High... Oh, Passiona High. Uh, has absolutely taken off. Has it really? Yeah, it's huge, Tone. It's huge. Now, look, the link may be down for the moment. We keep emailing us in. Here are some more castings we've got. Yeah. Uh, Craig Coitus, played by Mick Malloy, the smug and smoking little pull-my-finger kid. Isn't that <laughs> great? Uh, and here we go, here we go. What do we got here? Oh, yes, we've got the overly fat kid that picks on everyone for their lunchbox gold. Uh, and they've gone for John Woods. That'd be nice. From your Blue Heelers fame. But John Woods hasn't been on the show. Isn't the idea it's only our co-host? All right, you're out, Woodsy. All right, uh, <laughs> Lachey Hume for the role of the misunderstood loner cool guy, Leather Jacket and Sonny. Oh, yeah. Right, Who gets into feuds with people for no reason. Yeah, and there's libelous things. Yeah. Here's another. At the moment, you're playing a nerd tone. But how about this? Rafferty Whiplash. 
Cockney drama teacher who delivers every lesson through the art of song. I could do that. That is, uh, that's pretty. I, I like being president of nerd meetings uh, in the library, even on nice sunny days. That was my <laughs> main character. This is a serial we're trying to get going, Simone, and it's going to be kind of like your book mm. in radio form. Mm. Sounds like a amazing world. Greg Fleet tried to improvise a theme song the other day. So what he came up with. School of the air leaves you alone. Come to the school that they call Passiona. Passiona High. That may need redoing. Yeah, I'm not sure. Might need to get the old, you know, electric kazoo into that bad boy. Have we talked so much? Oh, oh, we've managed to run over. Good work. That we have to go straight to callers at random. It's on purpose. You do this on purpose. It's dangerous. It's generally discouraged Let's here at the network, it. Simone. Let's do it. Uh, let's get started. Hello, Jude. Hi, guys. How are you? Love the show. Oh, that's very kind you of you. You guys totally talk to my talk my language. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> oh. Bizarre nicknames is your language. Excellent work. Now, tell us uh, your school play. You know what happened? I was the dead grandmother in the filler on the roof. <laughs> oh, fantastic! How dead were you? And what were the reviews? <laughs> Uh, the reviews were okay. I had a solo, so I managed to, to knock that off all right. Um, but yeah, it was it was a shocker. I, I can't I can't go anywhere near the fiddler on the roof since. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is that the one that has a song about bitty bitty bum? What? Yeah, probably. That one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to see any musical that has the phrase bitty bitty bum in it. Now we're going to go to Paul. Yeah. Paul, are you there? Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good. What's going on? Uh, mine fiddle on the roof as well. Oh yeah. What what happened? Um, the actual, at the start, when the fiddler's playing on the roof, so she fell off the roof. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fiddler off the roof. <laughs> End of production. <laughs> All everyone goes home early. That's great. And uh, how, did, how did they recover? <laughs> I don't know, but we had to go straight out on stage and we couldn't stop laughing. We had tears. <laughs> oh, YouTube, where are you? Uh, thank you very much, Paul. Hello, Daniel. Daniel? Uh, oh, hello, Ian. How are you, sir? Hey, Ed, how you doing? Excellent, sir. What happened? Uh, I was the cowardly lion uh, in oh, The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's pretty uh, good. I gave it a bit of snaggle for section. <laughs> oh, you, could you give us a bit of that now? Camp it oh, right it, up. It was, put em, uh, put em, uh, <laughs> and take a bother one. So take it with one hand, baby, I'm a bag. And what does Snagglepuss say when he leaves the stage? Exit. Of course he does. <laughs> hey, uh, that that sword fighting incident that you were talking about in Hamlet. Yeah. You're actually talking about a scene that came out of Porky's Two, I think. Oh, you Porky's said that two, really? They, they stole, stole that. That's right. There was a they uh, the guy's sword broke right. halfway through, and he was and they're doing they're actually doing the fight with the guy with the broken sword and actually doing it sort of cut 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 and the guys with the broken sword. The crowd's killing themselves laughing, and all the time he's yelling out sword. Sword, oh, yeah. right. See, and they, 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 the prop guy hands him a, a dummy's leg, <laughs> a, a very long, wow. shapely woman's leg. So they finish the act, the uh, the fight with this shapely woman's leg. Ching, ching, ching. Everyone's killing themselves laughing, and finally, the the guy who gets beat, unfortunately, the guy who gets beat has to be stabbed by the woman's leg. Oh, look, is and this... The uh, final line is, just stick it in, John. There you go. Oh, look, that's now, every second again. line in Porky's <laughs> Tooth the next day, if I remember. Once again, Porky's is provided, you know? <laughs> Once again, high art. Porky, thy name is Porky. Uh, hello there, Daniel. Now, you there, sir? Yes, I am. Great. What happened? Um, I'm a musician and I was playing in, uh, playing for a school production of Oliver. Mm -hmm. yes. And uh, at one point there's all these little U7 boys running around on stage and 
all of a sudden we hear a massive crash and one of the kids had fallen off the front of the stage and put his head through a timpani. Oh, through a timpani. And, oh. and uh, did he survive? Um, he did, but uh, his hair actually got stuck on the mechanics inside, so we had to hold it upside down and cut his hair out. Oh, Fantastic. I could live that down. I don't think ever recovered from that. That is, And were people in stitches? Please tell me people were in stitches. Well, the show did stop for a good half an hour, that's for sure. <laughs> half an hour? Growing <laughs> work risk. Uh, thank you, thank you, Daniel. Hey, Dan, are you there? Dan, have we got you? Oh, we lost Dan. Oh, still talking to Dan. Still working out whether we can put him to air. Oh, on right. <laughs> and all the phones is acting as a filter. Yes, yeah, probably is. for our benefit. Probably for the best. Sometimes people's uh, names flash red. And I, don't, <laughs> and I don't know if that means under no circumstance talk to this person or whether get them on quickly they're unreal. <laughs> so I always just go for them. <laughs> Getting a few of these ideas down, Simone, for mm. notes from the Teenage Underground 2. Yep, I want yep, to sorry, uh, the, they did a production of the, the piano that makes us gay. I can't remember what it's called. You know, the, um, you know... The piano uh, that makes us gay? No, no, what? no. That's the song in it. Come on, Brian, help me out here. It's called, uh, you know, we're looking for a piano. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Come on, somebody knows what this Maybe is Maybe Dan knows. Is Dan there? No, Dan, are you there? He's, he's still oh, flashing he's red. He's gone, of course he has. He uh, was apparently too red no, no, to go to air. No, wait a second, this is going to bug me now. Anyway, they were doing a production. We're doing a bad a production. <laughs> Don't you dare, Martin. <laughs> the Piano Makes Us Gay no, is song. a song in what? I can't remember. I can't Brigadoon? Remember. No, it's not that. It's I can't, uh, I don't know. Simone, thanks for coming in and uh, popping down to our level. Thank you very much for having me. Is Notes from the Teenage Underground out in the shops yet? Yep, it's in the shops. It's in your children's or young adult section. It's a top old read for the younger and possibly the older reader as well. Certainly yeah. I uh, something in the park. It's what? More like something in the park or something. Oh, Sunday in the park with George? No. Barefoot in the park? No. no something about uh, Armitage Shanks' Adelaide Beats Guide? Yeah, something to do it. with the Veal Gardens in Adelaide. Veal Gardens the musical. There that's, it is. We'll get to work on that as soon as we finish. Passiona High. I mentioned it's a two-podcast week. Also going up, is it today, possibly tomorrow, the Shearcast? Oh, the Shearcast did. Oh, what? Right. Yep. The Sheargold. Oh, Sheargold. Marty Sheargold going off. Oh, for, that was a really good episode and some fine Sheargold gear. Nice bracket management. That'll be as per usual. Yep. Thank you, Brian Crouch. It's been a pleasure. Hey, man, thanks so much. That's solved, uh, you know, something's been bugging me. Yeah, the Kershaw problem. We can yep. put that to bed. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, yeah. Simone Howell, for coming in. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who called up. And our key phrase today, what do you reckon it was? I want to know the name of this musical. I can't. It's the <laughs> piano <laughs> that makes you gay. <laughs> We'll be back tomorrow with Katie Diamond. Katie on the phones is going to co-host the show before she disappears to Albury in the all-new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. (laughs)